Hand divided, it is Michaela here. We are so excited that you're joining us on our UD Leaders panel. This is gonna be a Q&A style video where you get to talk to some of your favorite leaders uh, right here on Zoom. And while we can't be with you guys, we're super excited to be with you uh, via this Zoom call. So we're just gonna take a minute and have all of our leaders introduce themselves and say, you know, just how they got involved with Undivided, maybe how long they've been apart. And also, everyone, let's share, what is your favorite quarantine snack right now? Maybe let's start with Taylor, go ahead. You're muted, T, you're muted. Oh, I'll start. <laughs> there we go, that was uh, really a pro move right there. Um, I'm Taylor, I've been involved in Undivided since its inception. Um, so I've been around for a while, uh, and love it. I miss everyone here. And as much as I love connecting digitally, I cannot wait until I can hug every single one of you, except I won't hug every one of you. You get it. Um, <laughs> um, my go-to snack honestly has been cereal. Um, I was, I went to the grocery store the other day and I bought like six boxes of cereal I shouldn't buy. What kind though? Oh, special K with strawberries, which is healthy-ish. I did a box of Captain Crunch, uh, Life cereal. It's it's bad news, guys. It's a, I'm almost out of it though. Taylor's the cereal hoarder. Let it be known. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, let's have Cameron Alyssa take it away. Who needs toilet paper when you have cereal? Um, my name is Cameron. And my name is Alyssa Murray. I've been a part of UD since I got back from college seven years ago. Uh, and then before that, before it even existed um, for like 15 years. So when I was like 12 years old, 18 years, oh, that's weird. Pretty 17. much forever. Yeah, longer than most of you have been alive. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> wow. My snack is um, right now is the beef stroganoff that we made like three days ago. <laughs> that I could eat for every meal for like the next nine months because it's so good. True. Don't judge um, me. So I've been going since I was a junior in high school. And Two years now. It's wild. It's crazy. That's such a bad joke. You're almost 30, so that the joke's <laughs> on you. But um, that was like how many years ago now? Six, seven, seven-ish. We'll go with the high number. Seven years, and we are high school leaders, and we run Breakfast Club at Undivided. And my snack, I don't know. Oh, I just, um, okay, Pizza Pockets. I found these gluten-free Pizza <laughs> Pockets. Mikey's Pizza Pockets are so good. <laughs> they are good. Fill it Safeway at Four Corners. Thank you. They're gluten-free, and all my gluten-free people out there, they are awesome. Paleo. Okay, Mr. Gunhoose, tell us about yourself. Hey, what's going on? I'm Tyler. I have been coming to Undivided for two years, under two years now. Uh, it'll be two years here in May. So wow. I am the baby of the group. And um, let's see. I really like, uh, we got a, I got a grill for my birthday a couple of weeks or a couple months ago. And it's finally nice enough where I can kind of get out and use it. So I think every night this week we've been grilling. So I'm really into that right now. Does anyone else think that Tyler has a voice for radio? And it's just amazing. Yeah, you should really consider going into that as a career. Yeah, you should really consider maybe announcing for hockey games. Uh, I don't think that would go well. I don't know. Yeah, I guess you're right. 
and probably flop. Such an original idea. celebrity in this group. Okay, Talyn, take it over. What's up, everybody? I'm Talyn. Uh, I've been with UD for five years, I think, maybe. I don't know, four years. That's crazy. Yeah. But I started off as security. Um, I was a security guy, and Taylor kept saying, yo, come check us out, dude. And then he wrote me into being a leader, so here we are. Uh, my, my favorite snack right now has to be... I don't know, man. I've been eating a lot. Uh, beef jerky. Oh, it's the worst. Oh. I love beef jerky. Okay. No. Fair enough. Keto. <laughs> well, I have been involved with UD since a while. I don't know, like probably eight or nine years now. And, oh, at least maybe like nine or ten now. I don't know. Um, my favorite quarantine snack has been popcorn. I've been eating popcorn like a mad person. It's a mess up, to be honest. You're on mute, Cameron, but I know you're saying something sarcastic. Mikhail, is that is that microwave or is it uh, oh, like microwave. So, is there butter on it? Yeah. Vegan butter or real butter? Real butter. I don't care. It's quarantine time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh no. Ruth, man. Ruth, it's fine. Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna it's go vulnerability, it's called authenticity. Okay. <laughs> do a snack. You might as well go all out. Don't be doing. You know, these are all weeks off. Wheat cereal or nachos or something. You know. I could if I was allowed to. Well, you're allowed to do whatever you want. To do. <laughs> Everybody heard know. that. Everyone heard that. <laughs> Everyone heard that. that. <laughs> But if you want to cook any day, you're welcome. You're welcome too. <laughs> hey, we're going to get into our question and answer time with all of these leaders. Uh, and we just want to thank them for giving their time to this. Uh, we're super excited to be able to stay connected with you guys uh, through these platforms like YouTube, Instagram, uh, even TikTok here soon. So make sure that you Follow along at Undivided Youth on all of our platforms so that you can keep up uh, with the team, keep up with one another, and really stay in relationship uh, with God and grow your faith. So uh, we're going to jump right into some questions with all of you guys. And if, if you're wanting to answer, just go ahead and unmute yourself, um, and that will help us keep the question and answers going here. So... One thing that is so crazy about this for many students is that they're all home from school now, from college down to elementary school. Everyone is home. And this is something that we really, none of us have ever really seen happen in our lifetime, where uh, collectively we're all at home. We all have a new normal. And so what is your advice to a student who's saying, hey, I'm, I'm at home now. I'm spending a lot more time with my parents. They're home from work. We're really up in each other's grill. And how can I, you know, not just be there and not just survive this time, but really grow through it and, and help everyone around me grow? So I know for me, like Alyssa and I have both been working from home and that at the same time. And although that is something that we've done a little bit in the past, maybe like w once in a blue moon, it's definitely not something that we've done for 40 hours a week. 
And although working from home is different than, you know, just living at home with your parents or whatnot, um, it's been the, the biggest thing that's been helpful for us to make sure that we don't go crazy with one another uh, is just being intentional. And what that looks like for whether you're a student or you're, you know, working from home or you're at Green River and doing Running Start and you're at home a lot more and you're still in school, whatever, is it just looks like um, being, being intentional and like planning things out. It can look as simple as like from, you know, 10 to 12, I'm going to be really intentional and like hang out with my family and like ask questions and like, you know, sp spend time with them and, and be with them. But then from 12 to two, I'm going to hide in my room and I'm literally going to like, you know, uh, whether show. it's read my Bible or I'm going to, yeah. you know, binge watch something or I'm going to scour through dog videos on TikTok or make a yeah. dumb video for my, with my friends on TikTok, like whatever. Yeah. But like, what I do is block out my time and I literally have two hour blocks throughout the day where I'm doing something specific for work. And you can literally do that with like two hours of Xbox and then two hours of TikTok and then two hours of just like FaceTiming homework, my yeah. random friends, you know, homework, they're not in school. Wow. Uh, you know, whatever, two hours of calling Alyssa incessantly until she answers, whatever you wanna <laughs> do. But being intentional is going to be like, in my opinion, like the biggest key to success for any of us in this season. Yeah. I'd love to also add on that. So as a student, I just graduated like last week, apparently. Um, from and UW. From UW. And it was kind of weird. It's been a long time coming of, I was in high school, I graduated, and then, you know, now I was in college, but it all ended really weird. So I know any 2020 grads out there, you're probably really concerned about what's going on and how you're going to approach these next couple months. I also know it's kind of the season for AP testing. So students that are involved with that, it's hard to figure out what you're going to do and that stress can come down on you. And I know, especially when I was living with my parents, for me, my time um, outside of the house is when I was like the best um, version of myself. And when I was at home, <laughs> I wasn't the best version of myself. I kind of gave my parents the leftovers. But now, since you're with your family the entire time, my encouragement for all of our students is to show up for your family in a real way. Truly try to live out the gospel. Like, be kind to your parents. Help your parents out in this time because they've never gone through anything like this either. We're all in this new season together. They don't know um, how to navigate this as much as any of us do. Um, so just to continue um, learning through this time and know that your parents are trying to work with you and be the best version of yourself at home too. Well, I love what you guys had to say. A couple of things I think we can dive into deeper is like routine. What, and I think maybe we can go around and just each share what's something practical that you're gonna be implementing at home uh, super practical routine wise, maybe something unique to you that you're going to be doing. Cameron mentioned the two hour chunks. I think that's awesome. Uh, to Lynn, Taylor, Tyler, all the T's, do you guys have anything that you'd want to add of what's a little routine thing that you're going to be adding in during this time to kind of help regulate your life at home? For me, it's different because I, I usually listen to like worship music and stuff on my ride to and from work. Um, and then that's like where I usually dive into like listening to a sermon or something. Um, so for me, I feel like working from home and then having that allotted time, um, where I'm not usually on the road. So now I have to build a new routine of like when I'm going to be able to listen to, to worship music and, and dive into the Bible. Um, so I would be doing it like right now, but we're in the zoom call. Um, so I allotted like an hour and a half after I finished working just to dive into the word, go deeper 
while listening to worship music um, since I'm not driving to and from Buffalo every day and, and don't get that time anymore. So um, just little ways to be creative, like, you know, students who would do devos together, we can, they can do Zoom calls now and stuff. So it's just, just different. So. Love that. Yeah, I would um, add on to that. Uh, I found that I've, when I have working from home and all the little things that I want to accomplish in the day, if I'm working at home, but home is also the place where uh, I would eat lunch or I take my dog on a walk or I have all these things that I want to do now that I'm at home. Um, I've realized that I need to have a specific spot where I get work done and I don't take my laptop into my bed. I don't take my laptop out onto the couch. Um, I set specific areas where this is what I want to accomplish and this is what I want to do here. And so that could look completely different depending on what your expectations are like going forward. But if you decide like, hey, every morning I'm going to get up and my time spent at my kitchen table is time that I dig into the word, then that's your word spot. And getting to that spot can help like set those boundaries that you're going to need while we're kind of in this new situation. So like saying, I'm going to, I'm going to do I'm going to read my Bible at the table. I'm not going to go anywhere else and do that. That's going to be my spot where I'm going to sit and let myself focus on that. And then, hey, the the living room, I, I'm going to allot myself some time to watch cat videos on TikTok. That's totally great. But if I'm going to be doing that, I'm on the couch. I'm not in my bedroom. I'm not. In, and so giving yourself, like setting those boundaries of when I want to do these things and here's everything that I want to accomplish in my day. If I set different locations around where I'm at, or maybe I want to go outside and do something like giving yourself that space to do it. Because right now we're so used to, I get in my car and I go here and I spend time in my car doing this and then I'm at work and then I'm at, um, or then I'm at school and then I'm with friends. And, and so creating those new boundaries of space to help activate those ideas is going to keep you focused to what you want to accomplish. Yeah, I think it's, it's really, it's fascinating how exhausting it is to be bored and not doing it, do anything and just allow the laziness to dictate your, your schedule. And I know that from experience and even my tendency, if I'm discouraged or if I'm bored or if I'm just, there's nothing going on, it would be easy to just sit in that. And there's that, one little jolt of movement that you need to get yourself in a rhythm of, of actually doing something and producing. And once you get to that place, you're like, all right, I'm glad. It's like when you wake up in the morning and you stand in front of your alarm clock for a minute, um, deciding, am I going to go back to sleep and hit snooze or am I going to get up right now? Once you get out of the shower and you're downstairs or you've got your coffee, then you're like, why was I debating that? That's what I needed to do. Totally. It's putting boundaries up before you get to it and saying, I'm not letting myself sleep until 10 every day, which is for some of you, you're like 10, I'm sleeping until one. What are you talking about? So I know it's relative, but it's, it's putting boundaries and deciding, nope, this is the, the next eight weeks. I'm going to utilize it best that, that I can. And so um, I've talked about it a bunch, but master your morning. So decide what your morning looks like. And it doesn't have to look the same. Um, you know, on Saturday and Sunday, you could make that your weekend still and make Monday through Friday a little bit different and create that rhythm, even though there isn't any and stick within that because it's going to keep your, your body clock and your mind a little bit sane uh, as you navigate the, what I've, all of us are navigating, which is who knows what is going to happen today, tomorrow, the next day. So, yeah, I love that. Something you said reminded me, you know, and tied back to what Alyssa was saying about 
kind of forcing yourself out of bed, kind of forcing yourself to get up. Um, and Alyssa was saying, you know, about in high school, bringing her best self outside of the house and not necessarily in the house. Now we don't have an option. You know, we have to get up. We have to make things happen and still do it within the confines of our home. I think we can really dive into this area of parents and, and what it's going to mean for us as undivided youth to represent Jesus when we're in our homes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, I'm, you know, have been gone for a little bit and super happy to be back with you all in Washington, but now I'm back with my parents because hashtag COVID-19 and this is crazy. It's been years. So I know for myself even uh, to navigate living with someone else. I know Cameron, you did mention a couple things about uh, how you guys are trying to be intentional as a married couple being in the house together a hundred percent of the time. Uh, so I would love to hear from you guys a little bit more. What are some ways that we can intentionally, I mean, for you both, obviously you're both believers and you're obviously both on your journey with Christ, but some of our students, you know, they're in at home now a hundred percent of the time with family members who aren't. So what are some ways um, that we can really lean into our families and, and lead them forward as well? Yeah. So for, for me, for example, I know that the, the filter that I pick for the day is the filter that I'll have for the day. Now that's obvious, right? Like if I'm picking a filter for the day, I'm going to have it for the day. But what I mean is like, if I wake up and uh, Alyssa leaves something out at night or she wakes up and I left something out the night before, there's going to be, and I choose to allow that to bother me. I've Mm -hmm. all of a sudden subconsciously chosen a filter for the day to be irritated because whether it's her towards me or me towards her, it's a, oh, they left this out or they did this. And it was a personal attack on me because all of a sudden now I'm territorial over my house or, you know, whatever. And it's, but it's like, if I wake up in the morning and I see dishes left out or she wakes up in the morning, she sees this dishes left out. And she says, you know what? Like, I'm just going to like pick those up. I'm going to, I'm going to serve the person I'm with, or I'm going to serve the person I'm with. And I'm just going to like love my family. And I'm going to mm-hmm. like, I'm going to choose to have that type of filter over my family. Then in the morning when they wake up, I'm not subconsciously trying to throw animosity towards them or attention towards them. I'm just thinking like, man, I love my family. Like, yeah, I love my wife or she's thinking, I love my husband. And then it starts the day off on that foot and everything will follow suit. We've all had days where we wake up on the wrong side of the bed or wake up just with the tood. And when you can leave the house, it's not that big of a deal because it's like you can go get away, you can walk around, you can go meet up with some friends, you can go meet up with people that aren't going to bug you. But when you wake up on the wrong side of the bed and you have to stay 10 feet away from your bed with the people, you know, the people that you're irritated with, it can get tension, it can get intense. But it's like when you choose Mm -hmm. that filter of like, I love my family, I'm going to serve my family and I'm going to bring the best version of myself um, that I would normally take to Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights or in front of the cool people. I'm going to bring that to my house, to my living room, to my couch, to my guest room, to my office, to our bedroom, then it makes everything better. Yeah. I, I totally think that that's awesome. Having that filter of, okay, I'm going to love my family in this season. I know we talked about it tons at UB of like, You know, some of us, like myself, when I was in high school, and I got to say, sometimes I even still do it now to my parents because they're the people that I know are going to love me. And it's easy (laughs) to do that with 
um, my husband too, they're going to love me no matter what. So we can kind of just <laughs> throw crap at them and uh, they'll forgive me. Being but, about it. Yeah. But I want to encourage us, all of us, including myself in this season to not let that be an excuse to really like love on your family. Even if you're coming from a family that's not Christian yeah. or doesn't know the word, I didn't grow up going to Sunday service every single day or every single Sunday and knowing my Bible. So I tried to kind of be that pillar and that person that was spearheading the journey of going to church. And you know what? Now it's almost even more accessible than ever before. All your family has to do is log on on Sundays or, you know, into if they want to look at our content on UD any day of the week and watch church. So I want to equip us <clears throat> with the opportunity we have now to do something that maybe we didn't have the opportunity opportunity to do before yeah. um, and use the fact that we're all online to invite your family on Sundays when you're watching the live stream to come sit with you, um, watch it with you. And it's so much easier than having to drive someone to a place and with people it's they're in your own home, you know, and they can watch it. So I want to equip us to just have a good perspective in this time. If you know that your mom loves it when you do the dishes, just do the dishes, like take that step forward. You have nothing going literally on, no excuse. Like, <laughs> nothing going on no excuse. <laughs> <laughs> for real. I hate doing the dishes, but I've done that because I don't have any other excuses. I need to, this is the opportunity that I have right now to become my best self. Um, we have minimal distractions and we can truly press forward to become the best self that we want to be in our family. Yeah. If you have a family of unbelievers or people in your family that aren't, aren't Christians, you have the opportunity right now to set an example of what it means yeah. to respond to chaos yes. um, in alignment with what the Bible says and what the Holy Spirit's leading you to. Totally. So if your, your family's got, you know, dealing with unemployment or stress or all the things that this, this virus situation yeah. is welcoming into many of our homes, um, how you respond to it, even just with like, facing, you know, losing your walk, your potential to walk as a senior right. or losing your, your job. If you just work at Starbucks or a, you know, retail job, yeah. how you respond to these things, according to where the Holy Spirit's leading you and what scripture says, will set a standard in your family of like, interesting, like hmm. my high school student can handle right. all the stress that they're going through. I wonder if I, as an adult kid, Parent, like yeah. what, what are they doing? You know what I mean? It's going to pique some curiosity. Totally. So realize that you have a two, three, four week span of concentrated time to set an example, set a standard, uh, you know, uh, first Timothy four twelve or second Timothy four twelve. I always forget says that, you know, that don't be uh, intimidated by your youth, but yeah. set an example to all. Yeah. You have an opportunity in your youthfulness to set an example that no one else gets to set but you for your family. So yeah. take take that charge and be excited by that opportunity. Totally. I, uh, I really like that. And I wanted to touch on, I think it's perfect what you guys were saying and you brought it around um, full circle there. But I think choosing the filter that we have um, is great and it's a great mindset to start with, but you also have to choose how you're going to respond because when somebody punches, like you can go in knowing that you're going to throw the first punch, but if somebody else is throws the first punch, sometimes how we react to that says more about us than what we came in plans like saying. So just learning that everything that we're going through right now, everybody else is going through it for the first time too. I got really upset at my mom earlier because she wanted us to come over this weekend, this coming weekend. And I was like, mom, we can't, we're supposed to not be doing that stuff right now, but we can, we can call, we can, we can chat online. Like we, we have so many resources right now. 
she was like, oh, it's not that bad. It's fine. She was trying to downplay it. And I like, I kind of, I got really upset with her, but I didn't realize, like, I, I'm not processing some of the things that we're going through the same way she is. And so if I can go into that relationship, having a little bit of grace, because my mom's lived way more years on this earth than I have, and she's never experienced something like this. And so if I go in with the mindset of when somebody does something that I don't agree with or I don't like, I'm going to choose to respond with grace first, as opposed to here's my rebuttal to whatever you had to say. Like that sets a huge precedent in how we move forward with those relationships. That's really good. I think when it comes to social distancing too, that is just something so new for all of us, right? It's something that introvert, extrovert, whatever Enneagram number you are, we really... I mean, I think already people are coming to the realization that we need that human connection and that interaction where we're not just via Zoom call, we're not just on FaceTime, but we really can be together and have community. Uh, but this is also a great time for the church and for Undivided to step up and really to reach out to people because we have the resources to do it online and we have time on our hands. So maybe um, a couple of the questions we want to go into here is, uh, someone said this, uh, how do you navigate feeling dif different in your social groups because of your faith? Someone else said, how can I share my faith right now because I'm not in school? So maybe let's couple those together. Maybe Taylor, do you have any thoughts for our students? How can they, you know, manage both those things? How do I, you know, I feel different because of my faith and I'm not sure where I'm at with that, but also I want to share my faith right now and we have the opportunity to do it. Well, the, the paradox of the day that we're in is it, there's never been a better time um, to spread the message and the good news of Jesus than right now. Um, and it's never been easier. But the, the flip side of it is that there is so much now on the internet. I mean, there was before. The internet is a big place. But suddenly... You have the worldwide church colliding with technology this weekend. Now, we've always used social media. We've always used those things to kind of stay connected, spread information, all that kind of stuff. But suddenly now we are thrusted into this world where it is the only, I mean, 99% of what we're doing is this kind of thing right here. It's sharing stuff. It's posting. It's spreading the word about that. It's live, uh, you know, live feeds, it's Instagram live, it's Zoom chats, it's podcasts, and all of that is great. The, the, the question that you want to ask yourself as an individual is, what am I going to do that just like, like, if you think about it before, when you're at school, um, the people that, that really do a good job showing Jesus are the ones who there's something different about them. And I don't think that that has changed. The people that are going to reach others with the message of Jesus now are the ones whose tone is going to be different than everybody else. Uh, the ones whose opinion and how they share it, it takes a different tone than everybody else. And uh, the scripture talks about this idea. I think we're going to talk about it on a, on a Sunday here soon is um, there were these people in the Old Testament before they were about to step into the promised land. And it was a, a, it was a big task. And Joshua and Caleb were different than everybody else. It says they had a different spirit. And they knew that this was an opportunity. Everybody else saw it as a negative. Uh, and in just the same way, and it's not like we want to be insensitive. I mean, the reality is, is this is 
sweeping the globe. And it is terrifying because it is something that we've never experienced before. Um, but we have a different spirit. We carry ourselves differently. And uh, it's the idea that hope and um, like Tyler was saying, being, having grace, uh, being patient, being kind, um, and spreading that kind of stuff, that's generic, but that's so important. Like that's going to take a different tone than what everybody else is doing. Everybody else is sharing news articles that share, you say one opinion or the other, and I'm not against that. Um, but there's so much being spread out there. I think the thing that will separate us from everybody else is that we have a different spirit, that we have a, a hope that is an anchor for our souls. So I think that's a huge part. But then I think it's, it's getting personal because sharing a post on your story is big. It's important. But then it's also a, hey, man, I was thinking about you. I know it's been a while since we've connected, um, but Sunday or Wednesday or whatever it might be that we're doing as a youth ministry or as a church, you're saying, hey, we're doing this. And I think it was mentioned earlier. Why don't you join me? Um, you want to watch with me and talk about it? I mean, is that cliche? I don't know, but who cares? Like, why don't you just invite someone? Do you actually believe in what you are a part of? And if you do, then don't be ashamed about it. Don't be weird. Don't be whack. Don't be just this obnoxious person. Come to church with me. But it's like, hey, like, there's this really good stuff. And I'm scared just like you. But I got some people in my world who have a lot to say about it. That, and it's really helping me. And I think it could help you too. And that's the truth is Jesus works. The church works and it's working right now. And so why not invite some people in here into this that are freaked out? That's really good. I love that. And, you know, Talyn, I wanted to ask you specifically, I know in your, you know, experience coming to know Christ through high school and kind of having, you know, touches with friends who did believe or maybe were going to Young Life or, you know, doing some things here or there. Um, but not necessarily going to church all the time, not necessarily being 100% plugged into a youth group. Um, maybe you can speak to uh, what, can, what can our students be doing creatively to reach their friends right now uh, online? Obviously, we're in a new digital age, um, but all of us aren't that old. We're all on the socials still. Uh, so maybe what are, yeah, Taylor's that old. Okay, the rest of us though. Um, so maybe- 29, I'm, I'm that, not that old, 29. <laughs> Plus or minus six years. Okay. You say 39? <laughs> 39, right? Yeah. Sadly, I'm closer to 20, 39 than I am 29, and that's just a harsh thing to think about right I'm now. I'm not 29 myself. I'm going to mute myself <laughs> for a minute and cry. <laughs> but, Talyn, maybe you can uh, share with us a couple practical things that you're thinking of, maybe even reaching your own peers right now. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, just being involved with everything UD has to offer, um, doing the videos, um, making sure that we're available to every student that needs us. Uh, I am doing stuff group chat and Tyler and I are still doing devos with our students. But um, uh, for me, um, I, it's, it's hard because I do have a lot of friends uh, in, in my other world, you could call it, that aren't Christians, even the guys I live with now um, that don't believe much. I'm still sharing things on my Instagram with the hopes that they're clicking on it. Um, I'm still believing um, that Jesus is going to change heart one day. Um, and it's not me being pushy. Uh, it's also not me saying like, hey, let's hang out every day. Uh, it is me you know, change my life when I clicked on something one day uh, and, and got invited to and went to Young Life and in all world. Um, so I, I don't know if I have like a, a, a clear path on like, hey, 
this is what you need to do uh, to get your friends changed. But I do have, hey, continue dare to be different. Continue what you are sharing on your uh, uh, social platform. Uh, continue to share what we're posting. Continue to dive in your word. Continue to pray for your friends. I promise you things will change. So you used a key word that I think is so critical to Lynn and it's the idea of available. And um, I think we got to be available. I think that's so huge is, is letting your friends know like, Hey, I'm here. And cause they're looking for answers, even if they don't know it. So I think that's huge. I think that, that you struck something there. That's like be available and then make it a obvious, Hey, I'm here. And you don't got to be pushy. You just got to be, you got to be open and usable by God. Cause if you are, God will use you. I know for me, like, uh, you know, Taylor and I both, we grew up obviously in, you know, pastor's home and, you know, strong Christian family. Um, but especially for myself, I had a lot of struggles when I was in high school. But even um, uh, amongst those struggles, my, my friends knew where I came from and they knew kind of the disposition that I had. And the disposition kind of sets the atmosphere for things. When you walk into a room and, you know, there's two people and they've got their hands up and they're like, they're all mad at each other. What do you think they're going to do? Their disposition says that there's a fight about to break out, that there's tension. It shows you um, what's about to happen or what's coming. When the disposition is laughter, it says something else. And so our spiritual disposition for mm -hmm. these things sets the tone for things and our friends notice that, you know, although I had my struggles in high school, my friends knew my parents and my parents disposition even set the tone for a lot of our, our, our kind of hangouts and my relationships. And, you know, my friends would all come over and I'd have what we would call Cameron parties. So there wouldn't be any drugs or alcohol allowed there, obviously with pastors as parents, but you know, we'd still have a ton of friends over and then lo and behold, you'd walk into the house and one of my parents, my mom or dad, would be sitting on the couch talking to one of my friends. My friends would be crying and, you know, pouring out their lives and, and opening up and whatnot. My parents weren't there, you know, holding a sign trying to preach them. My parents just had a disposition and an availability to them that my friends knew that, okay, this is a safe place. This is a place where I can open up. And no matter what I'm going through, I know that Mr. and Mrs. Murray or Steve and Tina are going to be there for me. And so for us as believers, when we have, I've got a lot of friends, even still from high school, from work, whatever, that aren't believers, that, that faith isn't an invaluable thing to them. But my disposition to them is that when they're ready, that they can come to me. That my disposition to trials and tribulations and hard times like this says um, to them that basically when, if they need someone to talk to, if they need somebody, that they can come to us. I know Alyssa yeah. is kind of in the same boat with a lot of her relationship from school, so. My two cents. That's awesome. No, I love that. Hey, we don't have too much time here left. So we're going to shift over to uh, a couple questions about devotions. You know, we do have that time on our hands. And there's a lot of our students, especially our student leaders, we have a lot of them in the chat here. Um, they're just killing it. And they are, you know, really wanting to go deeper in the word. We had a qu question on Instagram uh, from one of our students asking simply, uh, how can I go deeper in my relationship with God? And, you know, for me, the, my simple answer to that is that the sheep know the shepherd's voice. And the only way you're going to go deeper with God is to get to know him for yourself. That means reading your Bible. And Taylor gives awesome messages on Wednesdays. Pastor Steve, Ed, Taylor, all of our team 
they're they're speaking and they are giving us things that are you know great takeaways for our life that we can apply right then and there uh, but there is nothing like getting in that word for yourself and so we do have a couple questions on our on the bible and um, how to get into our devos that I'm just going to shoot at different individuals here. Uh, so maybe Tyler, for you, when you were first getting into the Bible, uh, what do you recommend for starting out and, and how did that go for you? So one of my least favorite things to do is um, working out when I haven't worked out in a long time. Um, it's it like it sucks. Like when you have taken some time off and you haven't worked out, um, it's awful. My wife and I just started doing it right now. We're on day two and we haven't done anything for like the past couple of weeks. Um, and so, uh, but what's so hard is the, like the next day. And once you get past day one, if you say, all right, day two is tomorrow, uh, I'm going to jump in and do this tomorrow. And then day two comes and it gets a little easier to do on day two. And then day three comes and it gets a little easier. And I find that like devotions is the same way. If you jump in and you say, I'm going to read one verse today versus, hey, here are, here's a whole book of the Bible that I want to read today. There's a better chance that you're going to be able to read that one verse and then come back and read another verse tomorrow than, oh, I made it through one book of the Bible today and that was too much and now I am done for the next month. Like, it's so much better. Just start on one verse. It's, it's the, hey, the quick sprint mentality versus, hey, I want to go out and train for a marathon. Cool. The first thing I'm going to do is tomorrow I'm going to go out and run a marathon. That's not going to happen. But if I go out tomorrow and run a mile, and then the next day I go out and run a mile, there's a good chance of that happening. I'll say this too. And this is like, I don't want to discourage anyone because I think it's so important to be jumping in and doing devotions whenever you can. But if you can't do devotions right now, like you may never have another chance like this in, in your lifetime where you're stuck at home with this kind of time. So if you don't take advantage of this opportunity right now, um, there's a great example of that Taylor has told um, in a message with his car and how if he wasn't able to clean the really crappy car, there was a good chance he wasn't going to clean the nice car. So if you don't take the time when you have all of this free time right now to jump into the word, there's probably a good chance that when you have less time, you're not going to as well. So. Wow, that'll preach. So good. Hey, to take it a step further, some other people um, want to know here in the questions, maybe you're in your devotions and you're pretty consistent. What's a way that we can take it further? Maybe Taylor, can you give uh, our students some advice on this? They've, you know, maybe they do the UD reading plan and now we have videos even with leaders recapping. We've had Cameron and Talyn these last couple days. And so speaking to a student like that, what is some, some advice for them taking their devotions further? Well, I'll use, uh, I'll continue Tyler's analogy of uh, when you work out, um, eventually you get to the place where if Tyler were to go, Tyler and Taylor were to go tomorrow and, you know, run for two minutes, however long they run. It's about my, my max. I'm just kidding. Um, almost. Um, and, and run two minutes and lift one bar two times and then do a curl on each arm and then walk out seven minutes later. Um, and that would be great tomorrow. But if they're doing that, two months from now, they're going to get bored. So two months from now, if they're doing every day, they're probably lifting a lot more weight, running for a longer amount of time, uh, challenging each other to go further. Because, and it's funny because they will leave that 
having lifted and done twice as much, feeling the same as if, you know, as, as they did after the first day of getting back into it. Why? Because you increase your capacity. And so the best thing you can do is continue to do it, but then add some weight. So what does that look like? Um, do, so do your devotions, but then uh, challenge yourself to pray your devotions. Um, I think one of the best things you can do is you lock onto that scripture and pray that scripture. Another thing that you could do is challenge yourself. I, 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 would, I dare you um, this week to do what is called a word study. And I can give you a 10 second version of it, but the, the beautiful thing is you have Google now. And uh, there's also a website called Blue Letter Bible. Uh, if you just look up Blue Letter Bible, I think it's .org or .com, and you can do a word study. But what you do is you find a word, a theme in scripture that, you, that really sticks out to you, and find where that theme comes up in scripture. And, and then ask God, okay, what, what were you really trying to speak through the whole of scripture about this idea? So what is the theme of perfection or maturity? What is the theme of joy? What is the theme of peace? What is the theme of patience in this time? And, and really, as you start to explore those themes in scripture, you'll find yourself learning so much. And so some of you, 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 you need to keep your rhythm. Like I still do the soap every day. And I've been doing soap for 10 years, actually almost 11 years. I've been doing soap. Uh, the guy who taught me to do it, he's been doing it for 20 years. So same thing every day. He's writing his scripture observation, application, and prayer. Super simple. Reading the same reading plan. But in addition to that, he's reading. In addition to that, he's listening to podcasts. In addition to that, he's doing all these different things. But So you need your framework, but then you build on top of your framework. So I would encourage you to do a word study. Pray your, um, pray your stuff. Um, and uh, maybe you know, get some books on what, you know, it, there's so many things. And I, I know there's so many different avenues that we could go, but I think the best thing that you could do is, is, is do a word study or find something in your devotions that you want to learn more about and start to research it. You don't need my permission to go research something, go do it, look it up online, go buy a book. I was fascinated in high school about Mormonism. So I bought, I bought four or five different books, the gospel according to Joseph Smith. Um, and all of these different, um, books on Mormonism. Why? Cause I was fascinated by it. And I had friends in high school who were Mormons and I wanted to know, be able to talk with them and engage with them. So I know so much now about Mormonism cause I decided on my own to research it. And so research, you, you're smart, go figure it out. You can get, you can do it. So I, that's what I would say. That's awesome. I love that. I think that's some great takeaways for our students and really thank you to all of our panelists who have given us some really great takeaways about how we can really attack not be passive but really be on the offensive in reaching our families our friends how we can stay healthy and as as a person have personal boundaries at home uh, we have a couple questions that i think we can all just give real short answers to and have everyone answer uh, so if we all want to come off mute we'll just I know, full interaction time, y'all. So, real quick, maybe we'll just go in this order. This is the way it's on my screen. I don't know about you guys. So, double Murray, then Tyler, to Lynn, then Taylor, and myself, and we'll go back around. Perfect. So, find out how it is on your screen. So, rapid fire, what's one thing you specifically do? So, it can't just be read my Bible. What's one thing you specifically do? 
uh, in your faith every day. That for you, you make sure you do it every single day. Go. Pray. I always pray. Uh, I would say prayer, but from like a deeper level, like a intercede. Like, uh, I think, okay. sorry. That. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, short answer is in a couple sentences. That's oh, okay, cool. So for me, it's like, uh, sure, you know, pray about stuff, whatever, you know, God mm -hmm. fix this problem for me. God, thank you for that. But I think interceding and actually like going to God with like, um, contesting to God, like asking for something, not for yourself, but for someone else. So like I pray for my coworkers all the time. I pray for my friends all the time. And I ask God to, to move in other people's lives all the time and move into my life all the time. So it's like actually intercession versus just like, God, thank you for, you know, my breakfast this morning. Yeah. I love to say another thing. Um, so I love to pray in all shapes and forms and blah, 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 blah. But I think sometimes we make it this big thing of we need to sit down at a table, close our eyes, mm -hmm. fold our hands, and then pray. When in reality, you can be driving down the road, um, taking a drive, because that's one thing we can do right now. <laughs> and just talking to God, as, like just thinking about your day, mm -hmm. um, speaking even words out loud of what you're feeling. And God already knows that, but there's something when we take the moment to express out loud what we're doing or what we're experiencing and inviting God into that moment. So that's yeah. something that I try to do every day. Awesome, Tyler? Uh, I would say practice thankfulness. Um, reminding yourself of just one thing every day that you're thankful for. Gratitude or uh, being grateful for things is like a really attractive quality in people. And so if you can take time to remind yourselves of that, it, it will go a long way in your faith and your walk. Awesome, Clint. I would say that um, to piggyback off Cameron and Alyssa, that one thing I do every day is prayer. Um, and I ask God specifically to guide my day on what he wants it to look like for me. Um, that way I know I'm not leaning on, on things that I think I know. Um, and whatever God is, is guiding me to do that day, and I'm praying for that and also praying for my family and friends. So. I would say for me, it's uh, along with all of that, but it's just God before technology. And so um, it's not about a time. It's just that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let my day start with that. Uh, the only tech that beats it is my alarm clock because that requires technology. <laughs> God before tech. And uh, I, think that's, I think that's huge. Awesome. For me, the, the one thing that I make sure I do every day is I have to listen to worship music. I have to throw on that playlist and make sure that in the mornings I'm starting with worship. Um, love John Mayer. Love, you know, all the indie sad music when it's raining like it is now. But that cannot start my day. It's got to be worship every single day. Okay, more rapid fire questions. Um, name, oh, this is good. Share your favorite Bible story. Share your favorite Bible story. Can we just shout them out? Yeah, go for it. Jonah. Woman at the well. Lazarus. Weinbart. Uh, uh, Tower of Babel. Jesus walking on water. Yeah, that's a good Those one. Many colors. Jesus. What Jesus is on the cross. Okay. Yeah, that's my favorite story. Okay, this is making me a tiny bit sad, but I think it, I would love to hear everyone's answers. I think it would be super interesting. Oh, Aren't in church right now. We're not in the church building. But someone wants to know from their leaders, I don't know why they want to know this, but you guys just are so impactful to them. They want to know your opinion. 
what's your favorite part about the church environment, about getting to be together in church? Community. I love the randomness of conversations that you can have. I miss going to lunch with my people after lunch, after <laughs> church every day. Have you seen that meme, the meme, that meme? That meme that I did. I saw um, that and then I responded saying I felt that and I don't know if you saw that or not. Did you, that, that ministered to me and it hurt at the same time. <laughs> I just, I miss the sense of place where it's like there's mm. a comfort in, in a place where it's your environment, it's your home. Yeah. The thing that I think I miss the most is, man, community for sure, but even deeper is like, feeling the spirit of God together in a body, like yeah. in together. Yeah. We're all worshiping. We're all singing a song. It's a new banger song. And everyone's just going for it. And you can feel that spirit together. I think that's so powerful. And I miss that. I'm singing whole heart until I'm screaming. I was going to say this before. I was like, yeah, as much as I do love hanging out with everybody after church, I do miss that feeling of worship. And you guys know me during worship, I go ham. And yeah. so, like, not having that feeling when, like, you, you know, like you got 30 me on stage, feeling it. And I'm just like, yes, yeah, sing it. I love it. And I miss that. Wow. Feeling. I'm so Same. Excited. I'm going to be so excited when we have that again. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler, last comment. Uh, yeah, I agree with the, I agree with the worship stuff. Uh, just, <laughs> you have to be more intentional now with it. And that's not a bad thing, yeah. but like yeah. you, like if you, if I want to get my worship fix, like I have to be the one to provide it. I can't walk in and kind of enter this atmosphere that yeah. I know has been prepared for that. Um, and that's tough. So. Awesome. Well, Hey, Undivided, we really miss you guys and getting to see you in person, see your faces, but we are going to continue to interact with all of you through platforms like Zoom, Instagram, uh, and FaceTime. FaceTime your leader, annoy the crap out of them because we are here for you. You're actually not annoying us. Uh, we wanna connect with you and be looking out for all the content that's gonna be coming out in the coming weeks because as long as we are all locked away from each other, we are gonna stay more connected than ever. We can promise you that. Uh, so participate in the TikTok challenge, or read the blog post, comment on the Instagram, whatever it might be, uh, stay involved. And we love you guys. We're looking forward to all that's to come because God is not done. Uh, and we'll see you guys interacting live on Sunday's live feed at 10 a.m. We love you. Have a great week. Every day, check the Instagram for the daily devos every single day until day. we're back in our building for a UD service. And hey, send a note, a text, a call to someone who you know needs it. Maybe they're alone. That would be a it. hug. You'd be the church. One of these guys. Adios. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Deuces. Deuces. What? what? <laughs>